0: It's just a music video we're, we're coming in on. Whatever we want. Okay. Let's go. Good morning, everyone. Welcome
1: back to the pod. Matt, Kim, Peter, Saddington. What's up, what's up? What's up? Bro, this is the first time, I think in like a month and a half, where we got the whole crew together. Will's in the house. Yeah, Yo, what Will, up, what's, Will? Up,
0: what's up? What's up, guys? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's exciting, exciting, exciting. We haven't had everyone together in maybe six weeks five yeah, yeah, weeks yeah, yeah and it's crazy because we've only been doing this pod like less than a year like clockwork too and all of a sudden we took a couple of breaks we had people missing in action I was away for a while and now that we're back I feel like we're back home you know that is a big theme and you were out in Korea for how long
2: again <sighs> two weeks two, two weeks. weeks two weeks we got we got it we have to get a, a rundown
1: on what that's all about <sighs> so when you say rundown, it reminds me of that movie. Was it Office Space, where they ask him for a rundown, and they're like, "What's a rundown?" <laughs> what movie was that? Will, do you remember where, where the movie where they're looking for the rundown? I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking find about. Find this Will, I need to know what movie were they looking for a rundown. Well, welcome everybody to the Matt Camp Podcast. We're we're already losing our shit. <laughs> <laughs> and if you haven't noticed, we're like in a Korean barbecue. it Feels like today.
2: Absolutely. That's what I said when I came in here. I was like, man, I feel like I'm in a Korean barbecue because this is like three hours of unadulterated pure K-pop. Absolutely all the way,
1: guys. I mean, I feel like today, obviously, I just got back from Korea. So we have to talk about Korea. And Mm -hmm. how do we talk about Korea without being in a K-pop music video? I mean, K- K-pop has taken over the world, man, by storm. <laughs> even,
2: I mean, even the, the funny, even people that you wouldn't even think about it, they're talking about K-pop.
1: It's crazy how big it's gotten. So let me just ask you this. <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you this. I missed. <laughs> Peter came in and he said to me, let me ask you this. And I said, bro, I missed you. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second time I've said that in the last 10 minutes.
2: But wh- why do you think K-pop has taken over the world? It's catchy. Is it it's bi- pretty girls. Mm. And... is it, But is it part of the, like, the regime? Is it part of the... Oh, yeah. Part of the matrix? Uh, oh,
1: 1,000 million, <laughs> million, gajillion percent, yes. <laughs> K-pop is 100% a part of the propaganda machine.
2: Okay. So what are they trying to sell us then? They're okay.
1: just trying to keep you docile, keep oh. you entertained, mm. keep you... Um, you get your kicks in and you don't have to worry about maybe talking to girls... Uh. It uh, has to do with not reproducing, not having children. Can't say the DP word.
0: It's like uh, the Taylor Swift effect. Yeah. Oh. Or
1: it's like the OnlyFans effect. Or it's like the unlimited free porn in the world effect. Nice. Oh, it's oh, so it's feminism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's empowerment. It's
2: empowerment. <laughs> Feminist empowerment. <laughs> Feminist empowerment. I see how that works. I was speaking of Taylor Swift. Did you see that uh, the news article about Taylor Swift going to save President Biden? Whoa.
1: Look it up, brother. I don't think we have our computer set up today. (laughs) uh, Okay.
2: well, there's an article that came out recently. But we have sound effects. We do have sound effects. There's an article that came out recently that said that Taylor Swift is going to save President Biden, uh, his campaign. Now, I think this is projection, right? Mm. They're they're telling us the plan. So I would expect you guys correct me if I'm wrong in the future, but I would expect that we will see news bits of Taylor Swift up on the hill. Hanging out with President Biden, making sure that he is the most approachable, most likable, most down-to-earth Jimmy John's Joe American that he possibly can be for oh, the next he's, election he's cycle. he's going
0: to sniff the shit out of her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Bro. <Bruh. Bruh. laughs> he's going to sniff her like he's never sniffed before. There's a lot of sniffing that goes on in that household, man. I swear. True. I true. Mean, true. H- true. Hunter's true. always, like, rubbing his nose. I don't know what that's all about.
1: I feel like... Half of Congress is always rubbing their nose, dude, I saw this funny
2: meme the other day that the, this guy was it, was it was a joke he said NFL or NBA, and he went through this list of like 69 drunk drivers, nice drunk driving um, <laughs> you know five with felonies, a you know, hundred and five with tax issues and he and he got he asked the crowd all these numbers, all these terrible numbers. He asked the crowd NBA or NFL and people were like they voted and they was like none of them. It's our Senate, it's our it's our Senate and our House of Representatives. Like they're, they're all crooks. Yeah, they all have felonies. They all have like they're all insider trading. They all have terrible things that they've done. Tell you,
1: bunch of crooks. Well, bef- I want to talk about Korea, but before yeah. I do, did you see that the GOP Congressman George Santos got kicked out? No, For-
2: I no, I I mean I, I heard they were. There were some things around him, but I didn't know if he actually got kicked
1: out or not. I guess that's relative. They removed him from Congress. Really? Based on... the Because guy's he's, a kinda, li- cause he's a liar. The guy's a liar. He's a fraud. But... but all of them are liars. Uh, there's a lot worse people in Congress. For sure. He's supposed to go to trial for what he's doing, and they kicked him out before the trial even started.
2: Well, then they can't have a trial because he no longer has the role, right? He's I- a civilian now.
1: I don't know how that works, but I think it's a really dangerous president that oh. they say.
2: I mean, come on, he's like he's like a clown version of a congressman. though. Yes. Like and the fact that they're kicking him out for lying about you. Didn't he spend money on OnlyFans?
1: But he is also a free GOP vote in Congress.
2: Oh, I, it's always politics.
1: And why would the Republicans vote to remove a guy that votes party line? Mm. That's weird, too. Right? Uh, why risk having? Because he represents, I think, um, Great Neck and Nassau County, in mm-hmm. in uh, Long Island. Why risk giving that seat to a Democrat if you're a Republican and just remove him? Well, was why not he, just ride with him? It's only two year term anyway.
2: Yeah, because he wasn't he kind of rhino ish anyway. He like he Republican, votes Republican only.
1: In, I, I don't know. Oh, I man. think he. He's kind of weird. He's kind of a fraud. He's really flamboyant. He's also the mm. first openly gay congressman or Republican congressman. Mm. But wait, I thought Mike Pence was the first one. <laughs> <laughs> openly gay, oh, oh, <laughs> not <that>. closet <classic> gay. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of those. <laughs> but they just kicked him out, and I get it, shady guy. However, it is is not a good precedent. But I mean,
2: they're setting a lot of not good precedents, right? Because we have all the we got. We got all these bad things that people have done in Congress and, and on the Hill and presidents. And then now we're indicting Trump, which yeah. the precedent itself and everything that's going on with that is just absolute. I think that alone has changed a lot of votes because people are like, just enough's enough.
1: They are normalizing guilty before proven innocent. Yeah. Oh. And that's the scariest part of it because the foundation of our judicial system and our legal system is that you're innocent until proven guilty. Mm. Whether that's true or not, whatever. But that's at least what we are taught to believe, and that's how we kind of operate.
2: Don't you think that's—don't you think that while that is true, don't you think that's really outdated because we live in such a media world where the court of popular opinion Mm. comes first anyway, always? Yes. But as— I mean, didn't that start with OJ? Do you remember the OJ trials? Yeah. I mean, it was—media was all over, all over, like— And just ruining everything, getting into everything. I mean, I I remember the OJ trial was so messy,
1: right? Dude, if the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. Best legal line ever. It was like a frosted flakes like slogan. (laughs) He he put that thing out there. It just rang in everyone's ear, and it sat in the jury's mind. And it must have been the greatest closing ever.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It was it was it was a nail in the coffin in terms of the court of popular opinion. It it swayed the emotional, emotional voting. And with all of the absolutely just I, I thought and I, I was, we were younger men back then, but just absolute home run evidence that he was guilty. Mm. I mean, I, I think actually O.J. was probably an early sliver. Of the crack in the matrix for me, mm. it was like this: this shit can't be happening. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, coming back from Korea, guys, we're we're all, all over the place. We haven't talked with each other for in a couple weeks, so we're kind of catching yeah. up, like speed speed
1: round here. But Korea. Well, before I get to Korea, because mm. we have been using Garage ID as a sponsor on the podcast, we've been doing it and we've been showing the um, advertisement in the live stream that we've been doing. If you haven't checked the live stream, been live streaming on Rumble. Also, quick announcement, the podcast is now on Rumble as well as Twitter, mm-hmm. as well as YouTube, as well as Spotify. And sometimes episodes don't go on YouTube because sometimes things we say, they delete it. Mm. So if you don't see us for a week or two and you're like, hey, I wonder what happened to them. Check out X, check out Rumble. It will definitely be there. Mm. Absolutely. So thanks for our sponsors. If, you, if there's
2: any sponsors out there that want to get in on the K- Matt Kim podcast, let, it,
1: let Matt know. So Garage ID has been happening for the last three weeks now. Let's just do a quick update on how that's going for you. Oh well
2: thanks. Well,
1: Garage ID is all
2: about it's the Web3 automotive ecosystem built for racers and drivers and automotive enthusiasts. They started their Kickstarter campaign three weeks ago and they're raising two hundred and fifty thousand dollars and I think we're up to hundred and seventy right now. Wow. So not bad. Not hundred and seventy grand in three weeks, not bad. That's
1: Damn. <laughs> if anything, it's more of a function of my efforts. <laughs> I mean, I get it, but to raise 170 grand in three weeks, it's amazing. Congratulations, thank you. Thank I, you I hope you get all the way to the finish line. If you guys are watching, if you are listening, definitely go check out garagead.com mm-hmm. and uh support Peter. Absol- well, uh, well, t- uh, it,
2: with absolute frankness, if if the the if the goal is met, then part part of that is coming back to the Matt Kim podcast as even
1: track. better. Definitely go support Rajad. We want to be real sponsors <laughs> <laughs> and check out Peter because we want to we want to support people within our community. Mm. I think that's most important. Um, we've had offers from other places outside of the network that want to maybe to do something or collaborate, and we've been very reluctant to do so mm. because at the end of the day, I want to work with people that believe in what we're doing, and what we're doing is spreading a mission and message of thinking freely, free think. Mm and if you're not on board with what we're doing and you want to kind of be particular about things we say like Elon said go fuck yourself you know what he kind of
2: that was a kind of another fun precedent for him too
1: dude i i loved that he did that oh. i loved it my respect for elon went up like a million points because it's not like he just said it once he wanted to be so crystal clear to everyone watching And he did it at the New York Times presser. He could have done it on his own platform. He could have done it anywhere. He sat there on stage in front of all the people at the New York Times and said, basically, all of you guys, Mm. go fuck yourself. Exactly,
2: and and it was a it was a buildup because he's been fucked by New York Times for years. Yes, yes, Like they've just been smearing him for for years on end. So for him to be able to sit there in their castle, point at all of them to say, and say and repeat it twice. By the way, <laughs> yes, he said, "If I wasn't clear, go fuck yourself." Yeah, right. And it's like and I think he even said G F Y O. Yes, exactly. <laughs> just in
1: case i was not clear too.
2: Elon Musk, hat tip to you, my friend. Yeah. Much respect. Yeah. You know, it, going into the lion's den and saying stuff
1: like that, is,
2: doesn't seem economically sound.
1: But. No. And he went off on Bob Iger and Disney, mm. and people have been dropping the Disney subscriptions. So I know I've been on the fence on Elon many times. However, this was one of those moments where I gained a little bit extra respect for him. Is,
2: is, it, because, is, is it because he took the opportunity to, in in the context of it, or is it more that the respect comes from the fact that he's willing to say it and he has the the courage to say it?
1: I think there would have been a lot of pressure internally and within Twitter is not making a lot of money. Mm -mm. And for him to basically tell all the big sponsors out there, if you're not on board with what I'm doing, eat a dick. (laughs) It's not easy to do. No. Because although Elon's a rich man, He doesn't want to be known as a guy who failed at Twitter.
2: And he he does, in his other companies, have shareholders that he's beholden to.
1: Correct. Even with all the shareholders, with his government contracts, with everything else going on in his world, he told major sponsors of the entire world, either you agree with me, eat a dick. Mm. And I thought that was pretty damn cool. (laughs) Because I don't think there's a lot of people in the world that would have been able to do that. So some would say, in the fringe...
2: That Elon is part of the controlled opposition.
1: I, I can. I agree. I can see why people think that. I think that's a very fair assessment. However, when someone does something that deserves your respect, I think we need to pause and at least acknowledge it. Mm, man, maybe he's like Gavin Newsom. Oh, that guy, dude.
2: Maybe he's like a Gavin Newsom. Like, did you watch the Tucker? Of course you did, because uh-huh. you love Tucker. I love Tucker. You watched the Tucker when he was talking about Gavin Newsom, yeah lying through his teeth, yeah. like could uh, pass a polygraph test, right? Psychopath. Psych, yes, psychopath. Psycho. Mm-hmm. Do you, so, do you, is is Elon kind of like a Gavin in a different form, or no? What do you? No, think? no, I don't no. think so. I
1: I think Elon just number one wants to be loved, mm. uh, wants to be respected. He has his yearning to be, for a lack of the word, popular, hero, hero. And he
2: doesn't have main char- character syndrome, though. He doesn't no. think he's, like, the f- center of the universe.
1: No, but he wants to. Mm. He has this yearning to, and even though he's arguably one of the richest men in the world, and I think that's so debatable because there are families significantly
2: richer. Ain't nobody that you see on the Forbes list is actually rich compared to the... Fa- the
1: uh, the 12 families.
2: Yes, compared to them.
1: There's no but, way... No, no, but he's a wealthy man, mm. and... I think that's interesting for him to do because he just wants to be accepted. I feel like he's got this little chip on his shoulder, and I I think the chip on his shoulder is because he's been he's
2: it's it's like the saying like men can die from a a death of a thousand cuts right Mm. like the news media the legacy media the pundits I mean they're just picking at him all the time so you 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 think that he's just a man like you and I yeah right you have to think there's a point where he just says. Fuck all this shit, right? You just lose your shit. So I think he kind of lost his shit in the New York Times thing. I loved it. I, I loved
1: it. it. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> How awesome was that for him to do that in that setting? Mm. I think the setting to me is more impressive.
2: I th- when, when he, when I first saw that, the thing that I actually immediately went to in my brain was he's actually living the ethos of what he wants Twitter to be. Yeah, truly free speech. Yeah, he's he's exercising his truest First Amendment rights from the Bill of Rights that he could say whatever he wants in that forum and he did it in the yeah. most egregious way too I mean the host guy he couldn't even he couldn't even let himself enjoy it <laughs> no. he couldn't let himself laugh it's like bro you're sitting with one of the most brilliant minds yeah. in your lifetime He's saying something that's clearly egregious against the context of what's going on in this New York Times area. And you can't chuckle. You can't snicker, bro. He's just like holding in and like, fuck, I don't want to lose my job. I'm like, bro,
1: be human.
2: Seriously, you know what
1: I'm saying? I thought it was great. So today, for today, we're going to tip our hats to Elon. And um, maybe we'll go back to worrying that he's going to become our evil overlord next week. Well, if he's batman, right?
2: He's not the hero we we wanted, but he's the hero we deserve.
1: Maybe. Maybe. Side note, Cybertruck? Bro, didn't you I want one. Wait, you I'm put, on the put money on it, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm on the list.
2: Was it 500 bucks?
1: It was $100. $100. But I put my name on the list. I think day 2 or 3. So, so I th- just saw uh Marquez Brown Lee. Yeah.
2: Um do his 45-minute overview of the Cybertruck and I was just Just I'll say it the way I say it. Very unimpressed. Really? Really. I just it just didn't. First off, it looks like a block of cheese. Yes. It's (laughs) awesome. I just it's hard for me to get over that. Uh Maybe I'm just maybe I've maybe I just need to change my my models around what beauty is. But secondly, I just none of the aesthetic of it made me feel like this was something I wanted to be in. Now, maybe it's how I appreciate cars. I appreciate cars for the aesthetic, the sound, the visceral driving experience, these types of things. Man, that Cybertruck seemed like a hospital, clinical and cold. Well,
1: Does that make sense? First off, you have to remember that it's a truck. Oh, I have trucks. I'm yeah. Good. So it's a truck. Um, but a
2: Jeep truck has character Like an F-150 Raptor has character Yeah Especially this, V8
1: This thing goes 0.60 like 2.6 seconds yeah, it's that's fun. a truck That's awesome
2: <laughs> It's gonna blow by so everybody you're, So you're on the list So when? what number are you, do you know? I'm like number 200,000 Oh shit Really, that far back? I thought you were like One of the top 10, 20, 30, or something. I think
1: 200,000 will put me Because not everyone's gonna buy it in 200,000, mm-hmm. right? True, true, true That will put me maybe in the first 12 month. Really? Hmm? And if you and if you get the allocation, are you going to execute? Yeah, I I have to, right? You don't have to. It's I a mean, 100 bucks, bro. <laughs> I mean, I have to. Why? I don't know. Well, I, I don't want to waste my money.
2: All right, guys, in the comments <laughs> section below, if you made it this long, let us know whether Matt Kim should buy the Cybertruck. If you're in Discord or Telegram, let us know. Should Matt Kim buy the Cybertruck? Yes or no? I'm sure we have someone who can help us with the poll.
1: So not only are we just going to buy it, But we're going to put, like, a push guard on it. We're going to put some lights on it. We're going to put some wheels on it. You know, it is a good advertising. It's a cool-ass car to work on. If you skin it,
2: like, with, with you know, a wrap of Matt Kim Podcast. No, I'm not going to do that. Why not?
1: (laughs) If you're going to buy a Cybertruck, you might as well go all out. Dude, can I tell you what happened today? I got an oil change before I left for Korea. Mm. I was supposed to go to a funeral today, this morning, for a kind of a distant relative Mm. uh in Augusta I was on my way there and my car was smoking from the front of the car okay so I pulled over and there is like oil in the engine bay like man what the hell happened so I drove back because I can't drive all the way to Augusta it's three hours there and three hours back I can't drive all the way there Mm. with a smoking car Mm. so I drove back to the dealership um because that's where I recently got serviced it's been sitting in the airport parking lot for the last two and a half weeks mm. since I've been in Korea. I was like, what the hell is going on? Why is there oil everywhere? Why is this thing smoking? Someone had either not put back the oil cap onto the car when they changed the oil or someone removed the oil cap at some point. I had no oil cap. Are you serious? Yeah. That's like the most basic-ass thing. I had no oil cap. That's like so basic. In my mind, I'm thinking, and the guy was like... And the guy was like, oh, we're so sorry. We didn't put it back. And I'm thinking, damn, what if someone took it off my car? <laughs> They'd have to get in, right? And I I don't know. And then I'm starting to feel paranoid about shit, right? Because I had my internet went out after I did. Dude, my oh. internet went out the morning after I did my live stream with Ashton. Yeah. Ashton Forbes. Yeah. Talking about the crazy orbs mm-hmm. and the teleportation technology that the U.S. government allegedly has. Mm-hmm. After I did that stream, the very next morning, my internet stopped working. Of course it did. And I had to call AT&T. And usually they're like, oh, yeah, we'll figure it out or we can mm-hmm. turn it on. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll send someone right away. I'm like, huh. Mm-hmm. When do you send someone like immediately? Well, AT&T is the government. And within that day, someone showed up my house. And they did something, they reinstalled brand new lines. And the guy goes, Oh, I gotta go inside and take a picture. I'm like, wait, but it works. He's like, No, but we're supposed to go inside and take a picture. I was like, Okay, welcome to my house. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the guy came to my house and took a picture of my internet before he left.
2: How, like the lines, the cables, the box? What else did he take a picture of? I, I don't know.
1: Wait, you weren't with him? He just took a picture of like where my, um, my router was, and... Why does that matter? I, I don't know.
2: Why does it fucking matter? I don't know. I'm, like, really confused, bro.
1: Why does my internet go out right after I do probably the two most controversial interviews I've ever done, which is we interviewed the QAnon sh- shaman. Which, what, by the way, was an awesome interview. Yeah. The guy's interesting.
2: But he, you could also say he's intelligent.
1: Extremely smart. Yeah. And then two days later, we did the orb guy. Yeah, your 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 trajectory was headed towards. And then immediately, <laughs> I have AT and T in my house taking a picture of my router.
2: Yeah, the QAnon, and then going to like flying orbs. I mean, you your trajectory. <laughs> I mean, next thing you'd be talking about is the Greys and, <laughs> and the aliens, right? And and, and
1: like then what, the Nephilim or something like that. And the, the guy was in my house. He took a picture. He left. and I thought about it for a little bit, and I was like. I feel safe.
2: This game is going to get him all paranoid, Will.
1: Because I am going out of town for 2 weeks and now I know that the FBI is watching my house. So, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to worry about anyone breaking in. <laughs> right? yep. FBI has got it. They're on patrol. Oh, so, oh, FBI. Man. Thank you guys. We're
2: we're good. We're good. <laughs> Matt Kim's back. He did he was uh, he did nothing crazy over in uh, in uh, North Korea, sorry. South Korea. <laughs> Uh, nothing like
1: that. I wanted to go to the border. I wanted to go to the DMZ. We just didn't make it there. We were gonna go, but it just ended up being so damn cold. Well, let's talk about
2: let's talk about the let's talk about the Korea trip. Two two full weeks. It's really nice uh, to mis- visit the ho- the ho- homeland, the motherland, motherland, you know, and and kind of reconnect with your roots because that always kind of feels yeah. good. And it's just great to be around Korean culture. Full stop.
1: But tell us about the tell us about the trip and what'd you do. So. Going into Korea, it always feels weird because, you know, I I look really Korean mm. and obviously my parents are Korean, my grandparents are Korean, my great grand everyone in my family is Korean, my wife is Korean. But when I go to Korea, I stand in the foreigner line. <laughs> <laughs> right? right? As soon as you get to Korea, I'm standing in the foreigner line so, and I'm like, huh, question real quick. Does that make you feel bad? It's weird. Does
2: it make you feel like you're not part of the motherland that you feel like you should? Because there's something something about standing in the foreign line, going to the motherland, makes you feel like, maybe I'm not as connected as I should be, or maybe that's just me overthinking things.
1: Yeah, It felt a little mm. like that because the group in front of me were like a couple of these Chinese ladies. Mm. Um, behind me were these um, group of Japanese guys, mm. young guys. It looked like they came here just hang out and party a little bit. And it's me just standing by myself because I flew, you know, by, by myself. And I'm standing in there, and the group in front of me doesn't speak Korean. The group behind me doesn't speak Korean. I speak Korean fluently, and I'm sitting there going, "Huh, I'm the foreigner too." I felt <laughs> weird. It was a really odd, weird feeling. I Emotional,
2: think- <laughs> damn it!
1: But then when we came back to the United States, and I stood in the USA citizen line, and all the Koreans on the flight with me were going to the foreigner line. I was like look at you foreigners <laughs> you know? it's, so, it's weird it's so such a weird thing to um be labeled as something mm. as you enter your countries it, I don't know the experience was odd so they didn't they didn't ask you any funny questions they're just no. like why are you here no but they do take like your picture and your biometrics and your thumbprint Ooh. and that was odd they didn't used to do that well did you know that's not required you have to Mm-mm. really it's not required
2: they were pretty out I'm going to tell you this. The next time you go to the airport, because they do the biometrics and the, the scanning at the airport,
1: at the ATL. No, no, no. In Korea, in order to get to the country, as a foreigner, you got to give your biometrics. <sighs> well, I don't know about that. But, yeah.
2: So I don't know about that. But I do know the ones in America are not required. They're voluntary. But they mm. hide the signs so that most people think that you should do the biometric and the face scan, but you don't have to. Hmm. Now that's me saying like okay understand your rights make an informed decision at the end of the day do you have a driver's license Mm -hmm. yeah they already fuck off all you guys and I have
1: TSA pre check yeah I
2: have TSA come on (laughs) fuck off they They already have all my information they already have all your information anyway so I think I think a lot of it's uh it's it just makes life more complicated when you try to exercise your rights and it's just like bro they already have all your information anyway just get your fucking face scan just get it done. (laughs) No, <laughs> well, seriously.
1: So I, I was in Korea and um, my wife's cousin let us stay in his condo for five five days or so we were there. Where, so, is, it, where is this? Uijeongbu, which is a small city north of Seoul. It's a small city of like a million people. Mm. It's not that small of a city, but to Korea, it's a small city. Mm. a satellite city. About a million people there and we stayed in his condo. And it's one of these big new condo so it's like 10 buildings uh, 30 stories high it's like high rise yeah high rise like a group of 10 of them mm-hmm. and staying there made me think of this whole push towards 15 minute cities yes because we're in this condo we're on the 25th floor or something and every single day ding dong ding hello residents hope you're having a great day just a reminder that today on building 4 5 and 6 we're going to be doing a security check and Every single day, there's a new message. Ding dong dang, hello residents. Hope everyone's having a great day. Every single day, you get one. And while I'm listening to it every morning, I'm like, dude, I feel like I'm in a movie. That's a black. This mirror. is that's so some black mirror shit. This is so creepy.
2: That's some that's some futuristic black mirror shit. Yeah, that they, they they get you programmed. So like here's and here's the scariest part. There are children that are being born in those. Mm-hmm. And that's normal. All, that they'll be normalized.
1: Mm-hmm. And when you go in via your NFC on your phone, Mm. they know when you come in, when you leave, Mm. what time you come in, the building logs all your travel. There are cameras, the weirdest thing about Korea is that there are cameras everywhere. It, It wasn't always like that. I know. But now, it's not only are there cameras in the street, in every single building, in every single entranceway, in every single hallway, but every single car also has cameras. You are under 24-hour surveillance there. Just like London. And you can feel it. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. Now, you've been to China too. Yes. And in China,
2: they have tons of cameras too. Mm -hmm. You've been to London. I've been to London. They have tons of cameras too. What was really interesting over the last two decades for me is seeing the amount of cameras and surveillance just slowly grow, 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 grow to the point where it's not suffocating but you clearly know it's there. Yes. And and so that would you say, let me ask you, would you say d- does that actually modify your behavior? That's the question. That's the that's the that's the line, right? Because you could I can appreciate this is here, but if this was gasoline in here, it would change my behavior. I wouldn't be drinking this shit. I probably wouldn't even touch it, right? And but it's harmless in and of itself. The fact that it's there and it's poison i'm gonna act differently around it. i'm
1: gonna say it does because if i i it didn't happen but if if i had something in my pocket and i wanted litter or if i had been smoking a cigarette and i decided i'm gonna throw it into the street mm. it would make you pause because you know you're being watched see the, so here's
2: the here's the moral and ethical the consideration is it better for you to be compliant because of a big brother overseer that's watching you all the time? Or it was would it be would it have been better for you ethically and morally to, to
1: litter for freedom's sake? Oh, so weird, isn't it? Because because of all the surveillance, the city is safer. Safer, safer. It's also no guns. It's safer. People don't jaywalk. <laughs> because there are cameras over there watching you jaywalk. Mm. They also don't jaywalk in China. They also don't jaywalk in Japan. Well, in China, they have, they have TVs as big as this that show you the jaywalkers. And they automatically withdraw the fine from your account.
2: Not only that, but they also have TVs on buses that remind you not to hang out with these people because their social <sighs> credit score is too low. Which I can f-
1: see how that comes. That is Black Mirror. I know. 100%. And you... Being in Korea, I could see the future of what they're trying to do because I felt like I lived it. Tell me, tell me, what are they trying to do? I'm, I'm curious. I mean, we've seen this everywhere in the United States. Is it States a now. true controlled state? Yes. Absolute everything is control. controlled. Everything is surveilled. And through the media and TV and propagandist type content, they control your mind. And they're able to promote certain ideas. I talked about this stream, but I'll, tell, I'll talk about it again. It was the weirdest thing. So there is a trend in Korea where, I forget what they call it, but it has something to do with drinking iced coffee when it's cold. It's a trend. So I went to the coffee shop. Wait, wait, pause for a second. The fuck did you just say? Drinking iced coffee when it's cold outside is a hashtag or one of these new trends, right? There's a word for it. Everyone knew it.
0: They're all doing it.
1: So when I went to the coffee shop <laughs> in do Korea, it was like do ninety <laughs> over ninety percent of the people were drinking iced coffee. It's thirty degrees outside. That's what I'm saying. The fuck, it is literally freezing outside. Maybe even snowing, and everyone is drinking iced coffee because that's the trend. That's some shallow ass shit. It was the weirdest thing. That's, people that's... are on their second and third iced coffee, and it's freezing outside. So I'm drinking. I need hot coffee. <laughs> I'm the only asshole, me and a 90-year-old grandma, because she's 90 and she don't give a fuck what other people are doing. Me and her, the only ones drinking hot coffee. That's because you're a boomer today. And the entire whole cafe of like 40 people in there are all drinking iced coffee. That's a mind control shit. It's so weird. That's some mind control And I was like, shit. why is everyone? And, and my wife's like, oh, you don't know? It's like, and she, whatever the trend name was. I gotta ask my wife. She knew about this. Everyone is drinking iced coffee in the cold because that's what's popular right now.
2: And, and and what would make it even more sitcom ish is if the moment that you order that hot coffee, everyone swivels and stares at you at the yes. same time. It's like, why are you not compliant? Yeah, like Nuguya, Nugu- Nugu- yeah, who are you? Like <laughs> who who do you think you are, man? Going against the regime? Wait, I I literally lost my shit for a second. Ice
1: coffee when it's cold outside. When it's cold. That's true. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. Will any... was just in Korea. Everyone does, does
0: it. M- I, you know, and you go out to eat lunch, and then you see everyone walking back to the office with the iced coffee. In that their doesn't make any sense.
2: Yeah. It's cold as hell in Korea. Yeah, like
1: especially this time. time of the year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I live there. I know. Hands Shit. are freezing, yeah, shaking, yeah. carrying their iced coffee. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and if cold. you're, you know, if, and if you're a, if you're a, you know, if you're a salary man and, and you have some semblance of, I guess, fashion sense, you're wearing those nice gloves. So it you're gonna get wet.
1: <laughs> that's stupid. Everything's stupid. So that was weird. I also noticed that when I went to... Like, we went to the mall. And we're in the food court. Is it Colex? We went to a bunch of them all over the place. The Shinsegees and whatever. The All the servants wear
3: masks.
2: Why do you say it like that? Servants.
1: Because all the workers that have the lowest level jobs, the ones oh, that I work behind the counter, the ones term. that... It's the slaves.
2: You're saying the slave class.
1: All the ones that do the cleaning. Mm-hmm. All the ones that you don't want to be the people that feel like they are... Because Korea is built on this Confucius hierarchy system. Mm-hmm. It's right? Cultural. It's a cultural thing. So there are... People aren't aware in Korea, everything is Confucius uh, ladder. Mm-hmm. So you have to show respect to people that are older than you. Mm-hmm. You have to show respect to the people that have higher title than you. Yep. You don't ever refer to people by first name, but by title and relationship. Right. And you don't ever say "you." You actually talk to people in the third person. Right. It's a very Confucius-type thing of class structure. Mm. The people in the in the class lowest to you mm. all wear masks. The janitors, the servers have to, have to wear masks.
2: So, so I.
1: I hate that. I
2: that was that's exactly what I was going to say. I hate that because we we saw even as lockdown was was kind of breaking out or you know or fading away is that we saw all our politicians, and these are, I'm talking about American politicians. They would go to all these luncheons and these things, and the slave class, the mm-hmm. servants, right, the butlers, they're all wearing masks, while the elites, you know, at these tables, these banquets were all, you know, non masked. And the juxtaposition, obviously, of seeing like a Nancy Pelosi, a Chuck Schumer, I mean, it's just like, you guys are a bunch of assholes, yeah. clearly. But what makes what you're saying really sinister is that it's become institutionalized. Yes. It's not just an elite, you know, the elite of the elite politicians and you know the slave class who serves them. We're now moving into normalization mode, where even normies like you and I, mm-hmm. Joe Schmoes like you and I, there's there's a class division between us now. Correct. And the slave class or the servant class or you know the the blue collar class, whatever you want to call them. And the thing the the thing is is there, there's no difference between you and I and them. No. There is a difference between you and I and Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, clearly. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not fucking psychopaths. We're not narcissistic, you know, crazy people. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I mean, we have a podcast after all. <laughs> yeah, li- right? listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> we're important. But, but, now, but now we're... <laughs> <laughs> Foot in the mouth,
3: guys. Foot in the mouth.
2: <laughs> Who makes you believe that? You, you, know what, you know what's good for the country, Matt Kim. Um, but understand my point right they're creating even a deeper division there and that's that's really sad that's really unfortunate it's it's sad it's sad to hear that
1: yeah and god forbid you are miss curry and karen that shows up to the mall and the person that's helping you is not wearing your mask because all hell would break loose how dare you not wear your mask because i am one level of class above you Mm -hmm. it's a really weird thing i didn't feel comfortable about it Mm -hmm on the other hand the closer you go to the center of the more the richer part of metropolitan, Korea and of Seoul I'm gonna say 30% of people wear masks voluntarily they are still doing the mask dance it's like virtue signaling ooh right so so many people show up to Starbucks dressed they got the Chanel bag they're looking real good they got their mask I, I know, on. I know, I, know, I know exactly. They show up like, to I, I, the I, I, Starbucks Reserve. You order your ten dollars coffee, but you're gonna, obviously you obviously gotta take off your mask to drink it. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they're still doing that dance. The virus is very polite, and it waits for you to finish your meal.
0: <laughs> it's also the fog uh, smog issue that they have. It's not
1: because they wear it inside the malls. It. I, I think
2: I would agree with Matt here. I think it's more of a virtue signal of, like, holier-than-thou type attitude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, God forbid I get your stench on me. Did you watch any of the, like, KBS or the, the mainstream news channels there mm-hmm. when you were out? Because I'm wondering what they're being fed. Mm. You know? Because if we, we know American TV just feeding Americans absolute bullshit and just telling them that you need to do this, do this, do this. I'm wondering if Korea, their mainstream media, their legacy media is also... Propagandizing yes. them just as hard.
1: It's extremely
2: propagandized. Well, I think the, the thing that I was thinking about is whether they're, whether whether they haven't let go of the leash as much as I guess American media has, because we've now seen in American media, even CNN, some of these TV hosts are actually kind of questioning the narrative, mm. and questioning COVID, and questioning you know the efficacy of the vaccine and these types of things, and they're getting a little bit of pushback here and there. But I wonder. I wonder where Korea sits. Are they are they so controlled by the powers that be, where they're still holding on to these very rigorous control techniques and control, you know, uh, narratives, where Koreans maybe aren't virtual signaling. They actually feel like
0: they need to do it because it's unsafe. No, I. They don't. Um, I'm, just, saw, I'm just asking the question. I actually saw something where the Korean government is actually paying out damages due to the uh, vaccines. Yeah, so that's so, progressive. So
1: the Korean. The Korean president is a pretty conservative guy. I'm going to be be honest
2: with you, man. I'm just going to cut you off how many times your eyes shift to this.
3: (laughs) 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 There's a girl. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed
2: that, Will? (laughs) Dude, how many times Dude, it's like, really distracting he, He's here. talking to me And then his eyes go over it's here It's really distracting then, here. Then when your eyes go over there Matt, I go over there I'm Matt's like, okay Matt's got
0: shifty eyes <laughs> I don't <laughs> I know
2: whose right idea
1: it was To have all these K-pop girl videos <laughs> In the background But it's really distracting, by the way Yeah I feel like It's been a little distracting <laughs> <laughs> I bet you are like Audience is loving you. Audience it, view time Actually, like physically watching us talk Is the highest it's ever been Probably It's gotta be Is it boobies? <laughs> I don't <laughs>
2: Um, no, it's th- not the just there's no they're
1: movies, everywhere. <laughs> they're everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> the Korean president is a pretty conservative guy. Mm. Um, and he actually, I think it was earlier in this year that NBC, which is one of the major Korean legacy media, Mm-mm. they did a hit piece on him and he sued them for defamation. Oh, really? So, and then they called him the Korean Trump and all of this. Funny how that works. So cuz he did his own version of fake news. Mm. Yeah. So you, you, so what what else?
2: Did you have some good good family time out there? you Get some leisure time? Did you get any any sightseeing in?
1: What else did you do when you're out there in Korea? So I bought this hoodie there. And I bought this because in Korea everybody wears black. Man, like the cars it's I... white, gray, black. Yep. Yep. But everybody it's when you walk cuz everyone walks in korea the streets are flooded with people and all you see is black jackets mm-hmm. so me being me and wanting to be different <laughs> i brought i bought the brightest damn hoodie i could find and when we were walking on the street my wife and daughter definitely know where i'm at, at all times it was our way of being not getting too separated oh, because there's good. people everywhere yeah that's pretty if good if i wore a black jacket and a hoodie or black then if we got separated by more than three people, there's no way to identify because mm. everyone's Korean. Everyone looks the same. <laughs> all look same, bro. All look same. True. Yeah. True. So, <laughs> so I, I bought this. I wore it. And at all times, my family knew where I was. That's good. That's and good. I told my wife, I said, if I, li- if I was a single man living in Korea, I would only wear bright clothing. Because for in the, the sea for the, for the, of every, the peacocking? Yeah. Oh, in a sea of everyone looking exactly the same, mm. this would make you different and stand out just by wearing color. Yeah, but you might attract like some of the hoochies though. I mean, if, again, if I was a single man uh. <laughs> <laughs> and my goal was to attract the hoochies, I'm wearing bright colour. So if you're in Korea and you're like, Oh, I don't know why the girls don't like me, try something different. Stop trying to be like everybody else mm. and wearing a black coat because yeah. everybody has a black puffer coat on. Oh, that's everybody. True. That's true.
2: So we there's always negatives about every country. Mm. And I think it's easy for us being Korean, having lived there, gone back and visited all that stuff, cultural roots, et cetera, et cetera, for us to dig into our own mother country because that's just what you do. But there might be people in our audience who are actually really interested in mm. visiting Korea. So if you were to give them any ideas, why should someone who's interested in visiting Asia visit korea specifically what would be your top top three reasons why they should visit
1: well number one korea is a beautiful country Mm. imagine if you want to imagine what seoul is like it's like new york city but instead of being flat marshland Mm. you're in the middle of mountains Mm. so it's like being in this huge mega city but there are these beautiful mountains in the backdrop everywhere you look Mm. i think it's beautiful i think it's so amazing and I think that makes it a little more interesting of a city mm. than, say, New York City, mm. which is just, again, just everything's so flat. Number two, the exchange rate is fantastic right now. Yes. You get like 1.3 to 1 yes. going to Korea. And the yen, too. Amazing. And in Korea, when you eat, there's no tip. Mm. So not only do you get 20 30% more value on your dollar, but you save 20% in tip. So you're actually getting everything at 50%. Discount.
2: I would say almost even more. Yeah. Depending on how much panchan they have, which is all the extra side dishes that they give you. Cause sometimes those are unlimited.
1: Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> you
2: could just like eat your heart out there.
1: The food is fantastic. It's very affordable. Mm. Um, it's not as healthy as people think. Because mm. when people think Korean food, they think it's very healthy. The, see, now I'm going back in the negatives. Everything in Korea is fried or carbs. Yeah, but they but so they balance fried, it. heavy, and carbs. Yeah, everything. But, but if you look at the punch, if that punch
2: really balances out all, that punch is not unless you go pickled. to
1: like a Korean Korean restaurant. Well, that's what I'm saying. Which most people don't. It's all like these, um, like trendy type of new style foods. is a very trendy country. I'm, I'm surprised. Traditional I'm su- Korean food is not trendy. So I'm I'm su- I'm, su- well maybe I'm
2: you didn't actually say it. So mm. I'm maybe I'm making assumptions here. But whenever I go to Korea, man, I'm just hanging out to all the the ajuma, old lady. Shikdangs, the old lady, like hole in the walls, because that is where the best Korean like or just shikdangs. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. And and again, it's not trendy food. It's just pure basic ass, like good, you know, traditional food. But man, it's the best though.
1: But if you're a um, if you're not from Korea, then the chance of you rolling into an all Korean run by old lady Korean restaurant is very low. Yeah, you're gonna go to places that market to you. Mm. And the restaurants that are marketed here are ones that are more uh, Western, Mm. Westernized, Mm. and everything that's Westernized or or tailored towards maybe the middle to younger market Mm. would be fried food and carbs. Mm. Everything is fried and carbs. Fair enough. The chicken is fried. The breads are fried. um, The beef. Everything is fried, Mm. which is concerning. But they
2: probably fry it in less saturated fat bullshit that America does for sure I don't even think they changed the oil man <laughs> they're, not, they're, not like the, they're not like the Chinese that just dig the oil out of the sewers it's do they it's similar oh shit you're not gonna be like that okay so we went through two the city has a lot to do beautiful city mountainous like good value good value uh, two food what else why should someone visit Korea What? why would be Korea why should Korea be on your bucket list if you want to go to Asia
0: infrastructure it,
1: I think it depends on... The subway system is amazing. Subways are good. I don't really like taking subways. Um, oh, that's for the plebs. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That, that's for the mask
0: wearers. <laughs> 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 you high class. You hoity the motherfucker. <laughs> Damn. I, he also didn't stay in Seoul, so... Oh, that's true. That's yeah. true.
1: The, so you, uh,
2: you, but you weren't out in, like, the Shigar. It's no, like no, no. No,
1: no. I mean, we we're, were in a city, just not yeah. in the middle of Seoul. I know where you are. I, done, I know exactly where you are, anyway. Because we've done Seoul a bunch of times... And Seoul is... If you watch a lot of K-drama or K-pop, mm-hmm. people feel like they know Korea. <laughs> well, that's because right? they're only showing Itaewon and Gangnam. It's it's like saying... And people say, oh, Koreans are so beautiful, which there are a lot of beautiful Koreans. It's like saying all Americans are beautiful because I watched Selling Sunset. Or I know... Or Friends. All, or friends, or mm. I've seen um, all the... if. I understand what Americans look like because I've been to L.A. L.A. has a disproportionate amount of beautiful women living in that city. Mm. Or Miami. Or Miami. (sighs) Or say, I know what Americans look like because I've been to (laughs) Brickell. Right? Yeah. It's not a fair comparison. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. There is a small section of Seoul, which is uh, Gangnam, Apgu maybe Mm. into uh, Itaewon, and maybe into couple of those areas Mm. within it's like a three four mile radius yeah where all all the beautiful people live Mm. and where all the wealth is i'm gonna say and the plastic surgeons all the plastic surgeons Mm. are i think maybe 80 percent of the wealth of the country is in that small area you're probably not wrong once you get out of there korean people look normal (laughs) they they all kind of look like us (laughs) all look same so
2: will (laughs) will went to busan so busan is like the miami right of hmm. of korea. And so will what what would you say the Busan city versus Seoul city what would you what would you say would be the distinct difference between
0: those two cities? Um I mean it's it's definitely a, a coastal city. Mm. Um and it's definitely a country city. Mm-hmm. Um it's definitely more laid back and basically like the coastal cities here a little more laid back than like the inner cities, you know mm-hmm. what I mean?
1: It's like Miami. Yeah. 6 7 years ago. And there's
0: a lot more Japanese influence in Busan. Right, right? cuz yeah. there's even a direct ferry that goes to Japan. That's right. From Korea, from Busan.
1: Yeah. We went to Jeju? Oh, so we were in Jeju for 5 days. For Jeju those who
0: don't, for those who don't know, Jeju is like the
1: Hawaii of Korea. Yeah, it's kind of like Hawaii, it's not as warm. Mm. Uh but it was a volcano, not active volcano. Um uh, so we were there for 5 days. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Do you like it there? The I think it's I think it's played out. I think it's I think it's hyped up. We, the best pork I've ever eaten in my life, we ate there. So, is it the pork they bury under the sand?
2: Yeah, like Jeju is
1: days? known for uh, black pig.
2: Oh, I
0: feel like I, I knew that.
1: So they have that. these black pigs, and we went to this restaurant that they. Wait dry- wait
0: wait wait! Do you think they bury it under the sand because they call it hooked edgy?
1: It's hooked because it's black, not because it's sand. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, a little little Korean knowledge for Peter here. (laughs) 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 It's black because it's the color.
2: (laughs) And everyone watching still doesn't know the joke. (laughs) Oh shit! I just I just learned something. Oh.
1: They, I went to this restaurant that had <laughs> dry aged black pig, mm. and it was by far the best pork I've ever had in my life. Mm. So that was fun, but bro, coming back here, it's the best. So I love America. That's what I was about to say. Just going to Korea for two weeks,
2: kind of freshen your perspective and appreciate, help you
1: appreciate America
2: for what it is. I feel like... Warts and all.
1: I feel like every time I leave this country, Mm. when I come back, I'm like ready to kiss the ground. Really? Yeah. I love it here. I Mm. love it here and more than this country, I love Georgia.
2: Oh, I I, I agree with you there. As soon
1: as you get out, you know, like you get in the car and you're driving and then all of a sudden there's trees and there's separation between people.
3: Yeah.
1: Whereas... Usually when I travel and I travel to a city, I'm traveling in Asian city, which is just people on top of each other. Mm -hmm. And everyone's literally living shoulder to shoulder in like these small concrete boxes. Mm -hmm. And you come back and everyone's got room to stretch and reach out and breathe because the air is so much cleaner here. Mm -hmm. And it's so much less dry. Mm -hmm. Korea is so dry. Yeah. I always get chapped lips when I'm out there, especially during the winter. Because I think it's because they have the heat come from the floors. Mm. So there's just heat coming up from the floors. And then they're so concerned about purification of air mm. that everywhere you go, it's air purifier on all the time. Which Taking all the moisture air out. Yep. And I was just, like, so clogged and so congested. And it was just...
2: Well, we get a lot of bad, the bad
1: air from China, too. Yes. Coming across. All the industrial air yep. coming over. And they have to clean that for mm. people. So I get why, but... It's like, it's like living in an airplane, just recycled air constantly. The
2: one thing that I, I think for for those who haven't experienced Asia and the congestion that's out in Asia, whether you go, go to China, Korea, Japan, the major cities, it's just like human. It's just humans moving on each other all yes. the time. And when you come back to America, everything you you, I, you said the best word for it. You feel like you can breathe. Yes, it's like okay, there's nobody around me. Like this feels great and I can drive and actually there's like nobody on the the road right now, you know, and there's trees. I love it. Absolutely. Every time I come back from Asia, that's exactly how I feel. I want to get back in
1: my car. I want to drive on a clean fast road and I don't want to see nobody. I'm just so glad to be back. I've missed here. And um, as much as I love being there and I appreciate being over there and I appreciate the culture of it and I love going to like the older um more historical sites. Mm-hmm. I think I'm getting older. I enjoy that stuff more. You enjoy more. the tradition. I enjoy that much more than the kind of the partying, hanging out, and the trendy type stuff. Because the trends you're, move so fast. You're too old I'm for old, I'm shit over, I'm anyway. over that shit anyway. Um and I'm very observational of the people. I like talking to like the cab drivers and and the people at the restaurant. I just love talking to like the random people and asking them questions. I'm like, always asking all these questions. My wife is like, oh, Do you have to ask them this? And I'm like, I'm curious. <laughs> Yeah, this is a life that's not known. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was like, how's the economy? <laughs> yeah. How's business for you? Mm. And they all say the same thing. Oh, ever since COVID, you know. Oh. And I hate that. Mm. I hate that in the in most people's minds in the world, they think that COVID changed their life. Mm. COVID had nothing to do with your life being changed. The reaction to COVID and the draconian measures implemented due to COVID, is what changed your mind, changed that, your life. I correct people on that.
2: When people say, oh, man, it was co- it was lockdown. Yeah. That changed your life. It wasn't COVID. It was lockdown.
1: Because COVID, sorry to bring it to you, still here.
2: Yeah, and apparently those years, we had like zero flu cases, which was
1: really cool too. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting how that works. Yep.
2: Yeah, COVID is still here. so They but, never changed it. They never this, stopped it. Is this a new chapter for Matt? Is, it, is the Matt Kim podcast going to be more... Positivity and American loving are you, are you going to be even more MAGA America, America, America? Are you going to love that America, America. sweet team? Shotguns some and... America, exactly. Is, is, that, <laughs> is that is that what we're going to get now?
1: I mean, we're getting into election season. And I think it's important that we continue to discuss this stuff. Mm-hmm. I think more now than ever. I think we we're almost, having a platform and having people that share our ideology and share our way of thought. Free thinkers, free thinkers. I think it would be reckless of us not to spend time moving into 2024 20, to spend considerable time on election. So this is, I said this before we we hit record and started this stream
2: for someone who's not in the, the political world, not in politics. I mean, I, I get I get the fringe and you know I dig deep sometimes, but I am really looking forward mm. to this election cycle. Yes. It's going to be a fucking shit show of epic Proportions. And when I say shit show, I, there's other words I could use. It's going to be something we've never seen before. Yeah, we we have probably the most con- highly contentious context rolling into this 2024 election season. We have the frontrunner who is hated by half of the America, apparently, mm. and Orange Man Bad who's being indicted, who's going through the court and legal system. We have, we have these MAGA warriors behind it. We have these, these Q and this, the Anons. And we have these conspiracies that have just popped up over the last five, eight years of, of absolute craziness. We have, we're coming off of eight years of Obama, of Barack Hussein Obama. We got Biden who's asleep at the wheel and and we've had enough video evidence that half the time it's probably not him. It's just a body double. Mm and and he's completely ineffective we have the ukraine war which i feel like is running its line we can talk about that a little bit later but i feel like we're running out of steam there we got israel we got palestine we got we got bombs ready to explode we got crazy asian dudes exploding in their houses right next to dc (laughs) like guys is this not going to be an amazing election season and it's just tuesday (laughs) it's just tuesday guys and you guys are seeing this on Thursday or whatever. But I'm for someone who's not political, I'm really looking forward to this amazing sitcom that we're gonna see.
1: I think this election, and I feel like people say this on every election. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the most important election in the history of our lives. Period. Full stop. Absolutely. And I think people need to be ready for it. I would is there a possibility that this election doesn't even happen? I mean, we have the
2: highest amount of censorship, surveillance we were talking about in Korea. We have we have uh, uh, revisionist history happening all the time. I mean, what a time to be alive. Who, who knows? We have this billionaire, Elon Musk, sitting in New York Times saying, Fuck all y'all. I'm going to do how I do. Free speech for the win. I mean, the cast of characters and personalities coming into this 2024 election, Matt... I'm actually excited.
1: And can we drop it's, in it, all the new AI bots that are manipulating the way we think, and will start that we have to start arguing with?
2: When you were gone, we had the entire Sam Altman AI schnafu. that was crazy. It was awesome, crazy the ups and downs. <laughs> and who, AG, AGI is here. Some people are saying the board found out that AGI emerged, and we have real artificial intelligence yep. roaming the streets right now, like. Lord Jesus, when are you coming back? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. For someone who's not into politics, I'll tell you, I never had HBO until I got hooked into Game of Thrones. And I would buy the HBO subscription just to watch Game of Thrones, and then I would cancel it. I would pay double <sighs> to see the insides of what's going on in 2024 election. Man, it's going to be fucking
1: hoot. And being Asian and being Asian American, it's weird when I say I'm Asian American because I don't feel Asian American. I'm, like, very Korean, and although I should Shouldn't you say Korean-American, then? That's what I mean. Mm. Like, we get—all Asians get pulled into, like, this bucket of Asian Mm. and Asian-American. And it's always odd to me because Korean-Americans are so different than Vietnamese-Americans or so different than Chinese-Americans or so different than Japanese-Americans— like, other than the fact that we have black hair and slanty eyes, there's very little shared between the cultures and communities and histories, right? Even the f- food, maybe we we all eat rice, but, you know, like a lot of people in the eat- world eat rice. I don't think that counts. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I just, did I just go over that one too quick? <laughs> no, I just find it fascinating that the commonality is slanty eyes and black hair. That That's literally it. Other than the fact that they tell us we're all the same, we're actually so different. Mm, and yep. the way we live our lives are different. The family structure is different. And the hierarchy of, of our worlds are different. Mm. Anyway, as an Asian American, and I, I, I would, there's this interesting stat, all right? I don't have the exact number on me, but they say that Asians lean heavily liberal, right?
2: Yes, we, we're, we're, we've been told that for many, many years, yes.
1: And something they say, I think... Vietnamese Americans are the most conservative of all the groups Mm. where they're the only subsection of Asians that are more Republican than Democratic Mm. and they said like Korean Americans or Koreans they say are like 60 something percent 60-40 60-40 liberal to conservative Mm. and I thought about it where do most Korean Americans and Koreans live? well in Seoul no like in America oh LA, uh, L A, and New York. L yeah, L and New York. L A is by far the biggest, and we have the biggest contingency of
2: Koreans in Atlanta, in Correct. the southeast here. So in L- Atlanta's leaning more left
1: these days. So if you think that most Koreans, if if you take the biggest percentage that that they live in L A, mm. what's the liberal to conservative ratio in L A? 70-30? something like that. Yeah, it depends on the county. Some counties are even more. Even more, yeah. So if most Koreans live in LA and the LA ratio is 70-30, but the Korean ratio is 60-40, I would actually argue that Koreans are more conservative than people think. I see the logic. Yes. You you see that? Yeah, I get it. Because Because, they are more conservative than their surroundings. Yes. Because we shouldn't base based on everybody. Mm. Because like what does um, a liberal... Asian in LA have anything to do with someone that lives in another state. Mm. Their votes only matter where they live. Mm. They're actually lean more conservative in that area than. So I think I, I I don't know. I just started thinking about that the other day.
2: Well, I think a lot of it has to do with family structure. Mm. Right? Koreans still value traditional homes. And what I mean by traditional homes is that they have a mother, a father that are Ideally, still together. They, in many cases, are supporting their parents as their parents supported their parents. So there's a cultural consideration there, uh, and so a lot of the, your how you behave is based off of your family values and your your family upbringing. And as long as Koreans generally have intact family units uh, or you know nuclear families that are still together, then you're you're going to tend to have always a remnant or a pretty significant segment of your population that's going to be conservative because the family units together. So you said Vietnamese, well Vietnamese a, a lot of the influence was uh, Catholic influence, right? Mm. And that type of religion there. And so that if you think of that if you think of like Vietnamese uh or the Filipinos as basically Asian Mexicans, there's a joke in there somewhere. Um <laughs> Then right because Mexicans are very Catholic, Hispanics are very Catholic, very mm. f- kind of family values. So there's I was when you were talking about how the Vietnamese and maybe even the um, the Filipinos being more conservative. Well, it's because of the missionaries that went over there and evangelized to them Christian values and
1: Western values. I think the Vietnamese are more conservative because they understand what socialism looks like. They well, that, come from a socialist. That's country, true too. They, and did, they They live under communism, and that's why they escape. That's true Because I think, and for sure Koreans, I'm going to say Asians, I'm going to say almost maybe all immigrants. All immigrants that come here are here for a reason. Mm. Because at some point in their family history, they were unsatisfied with how things were in their own country. Mm. It means that all immigrants in this country, inherently in them, have a little bit of anti-establishment. I think to be American, it, it
2: you know, actually, I'm I'm cutting myself off here. I was going to say that to be American, I think you actually, I agree with you, you have to have some semblance of anti-establishment because America was founded on getting, get the fuck out of my face, England. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my shit. Yeah. Like, stop taxing me from afar. Like, stop trying to control me from afar. So I think the, the, the seed of what established in, in it what emerged from the people in the early america americas is like fuck off we're doing our own thing so i think there has to be a semblance of rebellion into in the the culture of american american uh, citizenry here and that makes a lot of sense to me so if you're an immigrant like now we have to we have to be able to qualify immigrant is much different from the doctors
1: and lawyers and engineers that were that are coming across the border right yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even them, they're trying to get away from something. You know? I, I don't want to go into that today. Because that's, <laughs> that's like another four hours on a different, completely different thread. <laughs> All right? How do they make such a long trip in such a short period of time wearing, wearing flip-flops? Yeah. Did you
2: recently see the thousands of Chinese that are lined up at the border right now? Like, wait, 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 what are you talking, what do you mean? Thousands of Chinese men, middle-aged men, why are they coming through the Mexican border? The fuck okay I'm, I'm done okay I don't
1: okay, okay, okay. so <laughs> questions it, for another day if right now we're told to believe that there's a left and there's a right democrats and republicans i think it's pretty clear from our conversations and people watching us we're not like the most diehard republicans mm. at all i'm i don't even vote we have conservative <laughs> leaning values especially around maybe fiscal policy and family mm. um both think that the liberal extreme is getting too extreme, too crazy, and that most people on the right are kind of full of shit and they're incompetent and they are fucking it up for everybody. Pretty much. Sounds about right. In this country right now, I think the two parties are not left and right. The two parties are people who, want, who enjoy and want to be controlled and the people who want to be free and don't want to be controlled. I think that's a more fair assessment of how the country actually breaks down.
2: Ooh. That's an interesting that's an interesting bifurcation.
0: Yeah. Did you guys hear about the um the horseshoe theory? No. Where What's this? It's actually the extreme right and the extreme left is shaped in a horseshoe where the extremes are actually closer together than the middle. Mm. Makes sense. So it's the middle mm. against the two ends. Interesting. That makes a lot of sense. Both of the both both of these ideas
2: resonate with me.
1: I get it. Although I think the Actually, I think we are at the two ends, and the unit party of Control is the middle.
2: I wonder. I wonder if we're all just singing the same tune. Maybe we all just love Big Brother and we just don't realize it.
1: I, I hate Big Brother, although I appreciate the FBI for watching my house while I was gone. What he really means is, Big Brother, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, Daddy, can I have some more? Please, Daddy. <laughs> But I think that's really what it boils down to. Some people enjoy because when I was in Korea, I've noticed that people there's cameras everywhere. People feel safe. That was when I live in a 15 minute city, and I'm on the 30th floor, and they are ding dong ding. Hello, residents, welcome. They're like great. They're gonna come clean my apartment today. They're gonna make sure I don't have any bugs. They're gonna make sure that my apartment is safe. My ass. They feel good. That's a service you pay extra for. Right? Mm. To have the extra surveillance, to be able to have the app on your phone to mm. unlock your door and keep your whereabouts so, and notify you
3: of
2: so, your guests. So, so what you're saying is your experience living in a 15 minute city esque type of environment for two weeks. You saw the future in which truly the WEF and Klaus Schwab are correct. You will own nothing, you'll be happy, and everything's subscription. You don't own anything, right? You you mm-hmm. subscribe to the ho- to the to the water. You subscribe to the toothpaste. You subscribe to the the wake up morning call. They wipe your ass for you with satin,
1: right? And all and you don't own anything, but you're happy, right? So when you buy something online right now, every time you check out, you get the option to pay in installments, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't do any of that shit. My wife does. all that. Anytime <laughs> yeah. you buy something online these days at checkout, really installments yeah pretty like, much what, lay- everything you buy is about, on like, installments. Lay- layaway shit no like do you want to pay in four installments oh okay okay, okay. or yeah, yeah, whatever or five installments even if it's five dollars you get the option now really it's all automated in korea when you go to a restaurant no you get the option to pay in installments no so when you give them your credit card no every single time i gave my credit card they would ask me do i want to pay in full no. Or do you want to pay in installments? No. Yes. No. Not only is it online shopping, but it's rolled out into real life. No. And that means they're testing it there and we'll see it here. No. When you go to your restaurant and you buy your Starbucks, I don't like at that. Starbucks, you'll be given the option do you want to pay your $6 at one point now or do you want to pay six $1 installments for the next six months? No. You will own nothing.
2: No. That's Coming. a terrible trend.
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah. terrible, and it works that, because that, they that, ask you all the time.
2: That now, uh, some people might not feel uh, and like how I feel right now, but that is a terrible, it's disgusting. It's t- debt is slavery. Yeah, yep. like, and
1: they are trying to get everyone to get you on payments on everything. So
2: I'm I'm real adamant against this, and I'll give you a small back backstory, a little bit of context. I've told my children that. And with in in no unclear terms, debt is slavery. Mm. You if you now there's some debt that is that is valuable and it can be managed, understood, peace like mortgages, etc. Peace, but when you move into consumer debt, this is what we're talking about: consumer debt mm. for a Starbucks coffee, six yeah. for a dollar for six. Like you are under a yoke of slavery in which you now have lost. Control, true control. Because if you, what if you don't pay? Yeah. What if you don't pay for your coffee, man? That's
1: crazy. And they just add it up. You, you pay in payments here. You do payments here. And, and, you do payments here. You do payments here.
2: And that's where spending can get out of control. Yes. Because no, everyone's like, oh man, I, I'm. This this entire week, man, I only I only spent ten dollars on food. How'd you do that? Well, I just do it in installments. Yep. Like, do you know how much your balance is? Nah, man, it's all so good. To, I think every month I'm only going to pay like it's only a dollar a month. I know a couple dollars here a month, yep. brother. Ain't no thing.
1: It just adds But then, up.
2: but then, when you're fucking fifty years old, they they like they they come to. Oh man, this is not good.
1: Yeah, it's terrible. That's terrible a terrible, terrible idea. Terrible, terrible, terrible. But they ask you, pretty much everywhere you go. If you go to a credit card, you're given the option. You want to pay, and I don't even know, I can't using believe an American credit card, if I can even say yes, I don't even know, but they ask everywhere.
2: I can't, I can't believe they're doing installments on
1: food, bro. Everything. That's crazy. Coffee shop, food, pretty much anytime you give your, you give your credit card, you're given the option.
2: I want to know the percentage that are actually doing that.
1: It's got to be high for them to ask all the time. If no one said yes, then eventually the workers would be like, all right, it's I'm not going to ask, ask anymore. wonder if it's... I wonder if it's credit card or government mandated. It's gotta be. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, common. That's scary. And does it doesn't matter. Is it the same thing? If it, the bank is offering or the government offering, it, it's
2: kind of the same thing, though. Yeah, but man, like the model is just—it's the model is the yoke of slavery. It's—it's it's choosing slavery every time you you want to get a meal or you want to get a drink or you want to get a Starbucks coffee. You're
1: you ah, That's terrible. So life. you you work your ass off. You work 50, 60 hours a week. At a job that pays a salary mm. and you eventually achieve enough where you can live in a concrete box with five thousand other people and every day, ding dong ding, hello residents, you get the message. You feel good because that means you live in the nice place.
2: That reminds me of the movie The Island. Do you remember the movie The Island? Yeah. Where they would they would raise the clones so that they could be killed for, you know, the actual people. Like, they would be woken up every morning with the Mm ding-dong-ding. Like, this is what your schedule is today. Here's the lottery winner.
1: Right? And I could only imagine what if this was another pandemic and they decide, oh, you didn't get the new vaccine? We're just not gonna let you out anymore.
2: Well, you've signed on that dotted line and you didn't read the fine print, did you? Mm -hmm. Because... And you live in a concrete box. All they got to do is shut off your elevator. You can't get downstairs. Yeah, and you sign the subscription waiver. Yep. Right? That says they're going to pay X whatever. And you you now know, know, Matt, you no longer have access to amenities.
1: And not only do you have to pay your monthly rent, you also have to pay off your dollar coffee that you bought six months ago. You still owe that. Bro. How are you not going to comply? You owe coffee money. I would kill myself. If someone
2: came to me someday, knocked on my door, like, you haven't paid your food bill, your coffee bill. For six months for ago. six months ago. I'd be like, the fuck? Like, I should just kill myself now.
1: Like, and what a stupid... What a Korea dumb. has the highest rate of suicide in the, in the world. Going back to Mr. Negative. I know. But you can see it, and it's scary. Because it when you drive around town, especially in Georgia, and I think most cities now, you drive around the suburbs, and you see them coming up. These apartment complexes... Yeah. With how, with a couple of stores and restaurants and sh- shops downstairs, it's a little ecosystem. You, they're building these ecosystem-type apartments everywhere. Mm. They don't go vertical because we have space and land here. Mm. They go horizontal, but, but they don't it, go vertical because it's cold. But um, you, <laughs> No, but, I,
0: I read about this, um, that you know how they're all like four stories high, and they're popping up all across the country because that's the highest you can build with wood. Mm.
3: Oh, okay That okay. makes sense Because there
1: they use concrete Yeah Legit Steam. And there's not as many trees Here they want you to use wood Makes sense Fair enough But here you see the apartments And you pay e- Even you might buy your condo But you don't own the land Mm-mm. All you do is own the right To use their space You're giving them money It's the same exact thing they do in Asia And they give you a little convenience and amenity So that you feel like you're somewhere mm. It's it's happening. They're already building the same exact thing, just instead of vertical, horizontal. It's almost like the geriatric uh, house where the old people go,
2: right? Those uh, what what are those called again? Senior centers. Senior citizen, yeah, senior citizen centers. Like mm-hmm. right? there's just these little like little islands of where you got all, you got your little play area, you got your dining area, you got your recreation That's area. Where all
0: the sex parties happen. Yeah, <sighs> it's true.
1: It is true. Did you hear that? Did you know that?
0: first time hearing about this? No.
2: I just wonder why we're going there. (laughs) I
3: don't
1: know, Will.
0: Why Why, are you going there? Why are we going there? So weird. Yes, for those who didn't know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) For those who didn't know, when you're past menopause and you're in a senior citizen house, they have so much free sex. And from what I understand from an article I read like five years ago, Will, like those senior citizen houses have the highest recidivism of STDs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're just passing each other around, bro. Man, you're going to be a nasty motherfucker you bro. <laughs> He's like, when are we moving in? <laughs> yeah. He's like, my wife is dead. My wife has been dead. I promised her one year. And now it's go time. 12 months. 12 months is Let's up, baby. Go. Let's go. <laughs> Where you going? Miami? No, I'm going to the senior citizen living because, man, those, biz, those biznatches got. Sunrise apartments. <laughs> those bitches got everything I need without the teeth. Oh, jeez. Oh,
1: bro. bro. Bro, 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 bro. I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. did <laughs> none of the old people have teeth? It's like they're
2: just gumming you. Mom, 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 mom. <laughs> oh, shit. Bro. Bro. <laughs> All right. What else are we talking about? I
1: don't know.
2: <laughs> Ellie, did just spit it out?
1: All right. Yes.
2: Yes. So we were talking about lots of sexy time in the senior citizen place. The
1: senior citizen places, the ding dong ding. Oh, yep. Welcome, residents. Yes. It's a happy morning today. The weather outside is 35 degrees, it's sunny. And today we'll be doing a little check around to make sure that everyone's apartment is safe. Thank you for your compliance. Oh,
2: and today's lottery numbers for who's going to the island is 5521. You won, baby. Send
1: your kids. No, hide your kids. Hide your wife. Yeah. It's weird. It was weird. And as much as I love the country, when you see these weird trends and you see kind of what the conspiracies are in the United States and you see them actually in action you're like holy shit it's fucking real it's being tested so it's coming it's coming it's 100% it's coming
2: but here's here's the question and I think this is to America's advantage I think this is probably America's greatest advantage I've brought it up several times in the podcast I'll say it again America's decentralized nature of how much land mass we have and how far apart these fucking states are from each other and major population cities from each other, that I think
1: is going to slow the roll. Is it? It has to. Because right now, interest rates are extremely high. The cost of homes are extremely high. Mm. And all of a sudden, they're popping up all these apartments with brand new amenities that have all these modern conveniences that all you got to do is sign on the X and all of a sudden you're locked in for five years. Do you think it's going to be that difficult to get people to move into those places?
2: I don't think it's going to be hard for the uninitiated and the ignorant to move into these, especially the hippies because they'll do that because they just love to end their bloodlines. Good. End your bloodlines. Um, But the states and the small cities that you don't hear about ever on the news are the places that you need to look into. Like, he, uh, when was the last time you heard Kentucky in the news? Exactly. Go to Kentucky, motherfuckers are are chilling. They're enjoying life, and the reason I know this because I have a, a friend of mine who lives in Kentucky, and he'll, he he would tell you like nothing's fucking happening out here. Now I mean, it's Kentucky, peace. It's Kentucky.
1: A lot of math is happening. Well,
3: it's not not, not Atlanta.
2: It's not L.A. But, you know, if you are willing to go out to Kentucky. Correct. Or, you know, West Virginia or, you know, or, or, uh, you know, the deep state uh, Mississippi. Like, you could find holes in in the world, in in America, these small cities that are really just
1: almost bringing you back to, like, the 60s. But you have to give up the modern conveniences. You have to compromise. You have to inconvenience yourself a little bit. And God forbid— Anybody in this day and age, inconvenience. In okay.
2: Well, see, but that's, that's kind of the point I'm trying to make is, yes, are these 15-minute cities going to pop up? Absolutely. Are people going to get herded into these slave camps? Most likely. But it's going to be hard to take over, you know, the Deep South. It's going to be hard to take over some
1: of these some I don't of think it's going to be that hard. You don't think so? I mean, where we are in Duluth, just driving up the road, there are one, two, three, four of these being built right now. Yes. In our yeah. Yes, in our vicinity. Yes. Correct. And and that's just within like a mile and a half. But if you two go, let's
2: year. say you go an hour past, uh, you know,
1: let's say an hour past like Ella Jay or Helen. But there's no one up. Right. So right now, if if the liberal left wants to win Georgia, all they gotta do is start filling these apartments in these suburb areas that they're building. Oh yeah. Well, they're they're bussing. 10,000 immigrants per month into Atlanta. And they'll just put them into these apartments. That's what they're doing. And they'll move them out. And I understand people are like me. I've moved further away from the city. I moved (laughs) further out. Yes, But I live in an echo chamber of people that are conservative. Mm, Yes, you do. In my county where I live, where 75% of people are Republican and conservative, they're never going to change their minds anyway. They don't Mm. care about us over there. Mm. But if you need to live in any proximity a major city because of your job or your work or your health or whatever reason kind of screw it at this point and once they take the rest of Gwinnett once they take the rest of um maybe the, the Cal and the neighboring co- counties Georgia could become a blue state I mean we're kind of already
2: headed there aren't we unless 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 Trump wins so what do you guys think let us know in the comments what's going to happen for 2024. Are we going to be seeing a Trump incumbent, or is Trump actually still the president of the United States of America?
1: Whoa. Where's the music, bro? I feel like we have to break that down one day.
2: Not that we're deeply informed.
1: I but think, there, I think there, we there are should at least have talking the about. I yeah. think we could at least have the conversation, and maybe one day because. And I think we'll end here. There are people out there that have heard of kind of these really... I don't know if they're considered right-wing conspiracies because they're not really right-wing conspiracies. They are conspiracies of people that think much more further into the world. We know for a fact,
2: and even mainstream media, legacy media has talked about Plans of the Chinese leadership that are centuries into the future. Mm. They play the long game. So, maybe, just maybe, there are actors in America that think similarly like the Chinese leadership, and they're thinking centuries out. Could be. And maybe it's all a long con, or maybe it's just a long game. Could be a con, could be a game, who knows. But I, I think... Some people look at America as a short-term thinking country, and I can understand why that is because of entertainment media all that fun stuff. But I would also have to say that there's individuals in high position in, of influence, power, and money that are also thinking long-term and long game in, in generations, and that's hmm. what the Chinese do. So I don't want to I don't want st- us to not give America credit. There might be some great strategists, Matt, that are thinking in generations maybe maybe just maybe they're the ones that are actually in control
1: we will maybe next week we'll talk about the possible new republic
2: ooh I know where you're going with
1: that brother we will talk about a possible second declaration of independence yeah these are wild this is wild stuff and maybe we'll link that in with agenda to 2030
2: yeah and uh, American military rule
1: hmm interesting thank you everybody have a great day. Missed you, Peter. Glad to have everyone back. Thank you, everyone. Love you guys.
2: Yeah, we had to do that without the music last time. We did. When
3: Will was gone, we're like, Woo! What a nerd. What a nerd. When my wife saw that, she was like,